We like our local educators, and we've got one special one joining us this morning. I have Stephanie George in studio, the Wyndham School District Teacher of the Year, Copañeros Teacher in English at North Wyndham School, to talk about teaching and talk about her District Teacher of the Year Award. Stephanie, good morning. Congratulations for coming in. And uh, you were honored a couple of weeks ago at the Awards of Excellence Ceremony at District Teacher of the Year. Tell me more about that. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so we had a ceremony at Wyndham Public Schools where I was awarded the Teacher of the Year. Um, actually, I, I found out last year that I was. Um, it's been great so far. Um, a little bit of my background. I went to Eastern Connecticut State University, graduated in 2008. Um, I went back for my master's in teaching 2010, and I've been in Wyndham um, pretty much since then. What so. was your inspiration to wanting to be a teacher? Ooh, that's a great question. So um, I actually graduated in 2008 with just a history degree. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do after that um, until I was inspired by a professor. Um, he which, really, prof- which professor? He was a um, Professor Fry. I still remember his name. He was my history professor, and he taught in such a way that inspired me to learn history and want to do the best I could. So um, I wanted to also bring that to other students. So that's why I decided to become a teacher. Were there teachers in your prior life in Preston growing up that also inspired you to want to excel in the field of either education or history? So I can look back now and think of my second grade teacher, my third grade teacher, um, that just taught in a way that made you love learning. Um, They taught with projects and um, really just believed in me. And so I think I can kind of reflect on them. And it was great. Mrs. Campbell is my third grade teacher. And she actually came um, last year and was able to watch me teach. So it was kind of like a circle um, of life a little bit. So it was great. Does she compare notes with you after the fact? Does she say, <laughs> I like the way you did this, or gee, what I would do in this situation is this, so that you can pick her brain on how to be a better teacher? I did. So she was actually there to see my student teacher at the time, um, but I was also kind of, you know, wanted to find out what she thought about what I was doing too, so she was able to give me some great feedback, um, so it was interesting. I don't think this would be an all-consuming thought on a day-to-day basis as a teacher, but with those teachers you mentioned who yeah. inspired you back in the younger years, you ever think about the fact that maybe somewhere down the road these students you're teaching now would wind up being be wind up saying that you know you were an inspiration to them? I hope so. Um, I mean that's what drives me every day. So I've run into um, actually had a student of mine. So my first year kids are um, just graduating from high school this year, and I had um, a couple students come back and they said I still remember your fourth grade classroom. Um, do you still do this? Do you still do that? And it was just an interesting. Um, just to see how big they got, number one, and then just where they're heading now. <laughs> the Compañeros program in the Wyndham Public School has been very successful. It has, Tell me yeah. exactly what that is and what your role in that program is. Yeah, so um, first off, I do want to do a little plug that Compañeros was the first dual language program in Connecticut. Um, a dual language program is that we teach our students in both English and in Spanish. Um, our goals is high academic achievement, um, bilingualism, and biliteracy. Um, I am in the English component. I have a um, Spanish partner teacher, and our kids learn every single day in both languages, at least 50% in Spanish. Um, By the end of the program, we have students that are coming out of Wyndham Public Schools um, being able to speak both languages, read in both languages, write in both languages, and it's just setting them so far ahead for their future. I think back to my education growing up in Southern California. I took three years of Spanish, so a poquito espanol here, (laughs) but that was high school. 
You're yeah. teaching these English-speaking kids Spanish at a much younger age, and that certainly is going to help them down the road. Absolutely. So we have um, a pre-K program, and we have about 50% of our students speak English natively and 50% native Spanish speakers, which is awesome because they can learn from each other. And by the time they leave eighth grade, they should be able to go back and forth between both languages. It's what amazing. What challenges does it present you as a teacher when you do have a student in your classroom who speaks little or no English? So, how, do you, how do you go about that? Yeah, so by the time they reach fourth grade, their language is pretty balanced. It's actually um, a part of bilingual education is that we are helping the students that speak only Spanish um, be able to learn English, but also respect the, their home language so that they can continue to talk with their families and um, keep their culture, culture alive. But by the time I see them in fourth grade, their languages are pretty balanced. And a lot of that, not all perhaps, but a lot of that is because of their education in the Wyndham Public Schools, right? In other words, they Absolutely. might not have gotten that if it hadn't been for these programs. Absolutely. This program is, um, I just, it's doing the kids right. It's um, bringing equity to these students that are speaking um, Spanish at home or their first language other than English. All right, so. Stephanie, what's your lesson plan for today when you go into school? Oh, geez, we are <laughs> we are adding mixed numbers with common denominators in math and subtracting mixed numbers with common denominators. All right, okay. Well, <laughs> you know, one year at UConn, I was a math major. What's a mixed number? What does that mean for those? So of it's a whole number and a fraction. Yeah. So um, and students just are learning how to add them today. You have some kids who pick it up right away and other kids who really struggle with it. Absolutely. And the question is how you balance that, how you move along in your lesson plan when you've got some kids who might say, what, what, what's that again? Yep, so um, absolutely. We have the kids that I definitely have to scaffold that lesson for. It takes a couple days. Um, with the students that are getting it, I just dive into deeper tasks for them um, and keep them in a group. And I take a small group with the students that need to uh, maybe learn it in a different way. But that's part of my job, being able to differentiate that. And of all the things that you teach the kids, is there one or two subjects that you particularly like the best that you really take pride in passing along your knowledge about to them? I do. So as a history major, I uh, like to incorporate as much social studies as I can. And um, I usually do a human rights unit. So um, being able to learn about different human rights activists, how they were able to change our world, and then kind of inspire the kids to do the same. You talk, Stephanie, about your history major and your affinity for history. I wonder where that came from. Did you enjoy learning about history when you were the grade that you're teaching the kids in now? I actually didn't. <laughs> so in high school, um, I definitely struggled a little, little bit with history. Um, it, honestly, it wasn't until I got to Eastern and had that professor I talked about earlier when I really fell in love with it. So it's just to show what a teacher can do um, for a student. There must have been something in that class that triggered what you became to be an expert in history. Was there one particular area of history? Was it American history? Was it world history? Was it recent history? Was it pre-revolutionary war or all of the above? <laughs> so um, at the time it was uh, Greek history. Um, and so that definitely, but then after that class, I dived into as many history classes as I could, American history, um, Latin American history. So from there he inspired me and what about greek history got your attention well um my family's greek so <laughs> when i was in a when i attended eastern i uh actually studied abroad in greece for a semester so yeah 
And actually, yeah, you did leave Wyndham for a short time and then return. So what was it about Wyndham that brought you back? I did. Um, my third year of teaching in Wyndham, I actually left in January um, and started to teach at another school district. But immediately, as soon as I left, I knew I made a big mistake. Um, I missed the kids. Um, honestly, it was the students in the community that brought me back to Wyndham. And that may be part of the answer, but what do you like about teaching in Wyndham? It's a challenge, and it's a challenge every day. Um, so it drives me to become a better teacher for my students. Now, we talked about you getting the award as the District Teacher of the Year. What's the process to be chosen as Teacher of the Year for the district? Yeah, so every spring, um, the central office asks each um, school to nominate a teacher. So colleagues within my school um, nominated me. Um, then we have a committee at our school that determines um, which teacher from North Windham um, I was chosen, and then I had to fill out an application, some essay questions, submit it to central office, and then at central office there's a committee made up of um, past teachers of the year, administration, and central office employees, and then they chose, the, chose me as teacher of the year. And what do you get for that? Like a nice plaque, a firm yep. handshake? Yep, in this radio interview. No. It's <laughs> the best of all three, Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. So um, I had a couple uh, plaques, actually. So I was able to go to Hartford, um, and they had a um, the whole state of Connecticut, every teacher of the year, um, was honored there. Um, they actually invited me to a symposium at Mohegan Sun, May 2nd. So I get to work with teachers across the state. Um, and that's pretty much it. So... So you learn from the other teachers, and the other teachers learn from you. I hope Were there so. things you talked about? Were there things you tried to impart to them about some the things that work for you? Um, so mostly with teachers in my building. I think just talking to them about always striving to be better, um, that we don't have all the answers, and that we need to constantly be um, reflecting on our practice and um, learning new ways to reach our students So every day. Do they have a statewide teacher of the year? Are you in the running for that? No, so they do have one. Um, I didn't end up applying for that, um, but we definitely, there was one selected. Um, she was awesome. She gave a great speech at the um, Hartford ceremony. You also spoke at the convocation for Wyndham. Tell yes. me what some of the words were that you uh, told the audience there, which would include students, faculty? Yes, it was... It, Big, uh, <laughs> a lot of people there. Um, so I pretty yeah, much they just... They filled the auditorium. They did. Women, right? So, and yeah. I didn't realize that until I walked up on stage and looked out at all the people. So, um, but it was amazing. My speech was mostly reflecting on my family and their educational experiences and how I can learn from their past experiences and education and how that drives me to become a better teacher. Stephanie, there are those folks who are petrified by public speaking. You made yes. it sound like that was a little overwhelming to have that big an audience, but are you okay being up on stage and doing your thing? I'm getting there. So <laughs> so the entire summer um, was dedicated to the speech, um, but once I got up there, it, it came out. It went smoothly, I think, um, and I'm getting better at it. It's definitely tough. <laughs> are there opportunities provided to you as Teacher of the Year? So I think the biggest opportunity is just my ability to, um, the district allowing me to work with other teachers. So um, I was able to collaborate with middle school teachers last week. Um, I've been in and out of colleagues' classrooms. They've been in and out of mine. So I think just the opportunity to learn and grow with teachers across the district is what. Do you, great. do you think that you're going to stick with elementary or are you going to change grades, go higher, lower? What's your so, long range <laughs> plan on what grades you'd prefer to teach? So I taught at Wyndham Middle School for three years, and then I said I retired from the middle school. <laughs> but I, um, 
I honestly would like to go back. I like working with the older kids. Um, high school maybe one day. I don't know about kindergarten. Kindergartners scare me a little bit. So why? They <laughs> they're a scary bunch down there. No, they're <laughs> they're great. They're cute. But um, honestly, fourth grade is has been awesome. I think I'll I'll go higher. You're among the Yukon Teacher Leadership Fellowship Program in which Wyndham schools take part. Tell me about that. Yeah, so this was kind of um, something that Dr. Garcia envisioned. It's an opportunity for colleagues within the district to work with each other. Um, she really thought of this idea of observation classrooms, so teachers being able to come into each other's classrooms and learn from just each other. So um, I was one of 10 teachers across the district selected. Um, we, over the past three years, have been working with um, professors from UConn um, and just kind of growing in our practice, reflecting on our practice, um, coming up with a common language that we can then spread out across the district. What things from that program have made you a better teacher? I just keep emphasizing the idea of reflection. Um, it's important for us to become better in our practice. Um, and so what's been great is they also taught us how to work with adult learners. And so I know I can teach children, but the opportunity to work with adults is um, definitely different. So I think that's been a great asset from the program. Do you bring back things from that program that you've learned to talk to your other fellow teachers at North Wyndham School about? I do. Um, so we, one of our texts were, that we read was creating cultures of thinking, and it's the idea of handing um, the thinking over to our students, um, and that sometimes teachers, we want to just give them all the knowledge we have, but our kids are coming with so much knowledge. So it's the idea of kind of handing the classroom over to them as well. Um, and so I, I brought that back, and I actually taught a professional development about two weeks ago um, with my staff on creating cultures of thinking. My mom was an elementary school teacher in Southern California, and uh, there were days I actually graded papers. She'd pay me to grade. Did the, you? Well, you know, <laughs> you the, grade abso mine too, please? the absolute, <laughs> sure, send them over in my spare time, especially during basketball season. But but uh, it would be the absolute stuff, like math. I wouldn't do subjective stuff like English and things mm -hmm. like that. And it's funny how it didn't take long before you'd, me, I would realize which kids got it and which kids didn't get it. But what, more on a broad statement here, I'm wondering about the impact that you have as a teacher with the parents of the students. Do you get a chance to actually talk to those people about the education of their child? Because it's my opinion that the parental impact in education is huge. It is huge. And so I am able to talk with them. I have an open door policy, so parents can come in any time. They would like to see my classroom. We have conferences two times a year. The biggest thing I tell them is they can help me by just reading with their child. Um, the more they can read every night with them, the second biggest thing is getting them out into the world, um, creating experiences for them, that background knowledge that they can bring back into the classroom would be the, the best they could do. How much homework do you give your kids on a nightly basis? I actually don't give a lot of homework. I um, just would like my children to read every night. So we have a reading log. They're supposed to read for about 30 minutes every night. Anything that they would like, any book, magazine, um, article online, just as long as they're reading. And I hope that they don't see it as homework, but instead something that they can practice every single day. What do you see as the toughest challenge of being an elementary school teacher? Just having children in your classroom that are at all different ability levels. Um, and so, and I have also the dual language perspective too, so promoting that the Spanish acquisition as well as the English and just every kid's like a puzzle and just trying to figure out how to put that puzzle together. 
has probably been the most challenging. So you're the district teacher of the year, but Stephanie, how do you seek to improve your teaching practices? So I constantly seek out ways and experiences um, that would benefit my um, my practice um, better, how to become a better um, teacher instructionally, behavior management, um, culturally, learning Spanish <laughs> so I can connect with those parents and those students. So just seeking out as many opportunities as I can to learn. How much Spanish do you speak? Poquito, just like you. <laughs> so I'm learning. Donde es la biblioteca. Yes, exactly. So I'm learning, and I can um, I can understand parents a little better within context. I'm just having some trouble producing Spanish. You traveled to Washington, D.C. to I study did. at Mount Vernon last I did. summer. Tell me about that experience. It was amazing. Um, so I applied to the program. Um, I was accepted. One of the... Um, I think maybe about 20 teachers were in my program, um, teachers across the country. And I think that was the biggest benefit I got was working with teachers um, from down south and out west and um, and just hearing about their experiences and learning from their experiences and to be able to bring it back to my classroom. And you got a chance to actually tour Washington's home as well, right? I did. So oh, it, yeah. the enti- it was amazing. The entire grounds was open to us. We were able to go and sit on Washington's back porch and watch the sunset, um, and it was just absolutely amazing. And how's the view to the river? Oh, it was. I wish I could show you. It was, it was magnificent. <laughs> the Potomac up yep. there by Mount <laughs> Vernon. What would be... Two things you'd ask parents and guardians to work on with their students at home that would make an impact on their child's performance at the school. So again, just that push towards reading. Um, having your child read to you, you read to them, showing that you love reading um, will inspire your child to as a lifelong reader. And then secondly, just like I said, the experiences, talking to your child about the world um, that they live in um, and bringing them as many places as you can. And I talked about my mom being an elementary school teacher. You're an elementary school teacher. I saw behind the scenes what the home life of a teacher is about. People say, oh, they go to school at 8, they're out at 2, they work a (laughs) six-hour day and all that stuff. Tell me about what goes on when you leave the school, or for that matter, after the students leave the school and you're still in the classroom. Yeah, so we definitely do not clock out at 2. I tell my kids that Throughout the school year, they are on my mind um, 24-7, you know, waking up at 3 in the morning and immediately start thinking about one of my students struggling with um, something the day before and how am I going to change my lesson plan for that day to make sure that child gets it. It's it's a never-ending job. Do you find in some ways that you have to do your homework, do your prep to stay ahead of the kids? Sometimes, maybe not with things like math, but in some areas, they, they can be ahead of you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Which is why I have to continue learning. Um, but no, you you have to be prepared as you know you enter the classroom that day so that the kids, when they walk in, that you know what you're going to work on each with each child. And so, yeah. What's the role of computer skills and learning computer skills that you have to teach the kids so they're able to do things that enhance the educational process? There's a lot now. And so um, Wyndham has been gracious enough that we do have um, laptops in the room so we can use technology day in and day out. I need to keep learning and growing myself um, in ways to use technology in the classroom. We recently um, started Google Classroom, so um, students have been able to type their documents, share them right with me, um, and it's been great. 
That's a new one on me. What's Google Classroom? So it's it's just a platform that um, I can connect with my students um, online and so that they can submit all their work to me so I have everything online. So you said how your mom had to take home endless amounts of papers to grade. I now have everything at my fingertips, which has been um, very helpful when I get home. I don't have to lug that, you know, 50-pound bag home with millions of papers to grade. So I have everything right in front of me now. Love hearing about the educational process, including teachers who are passionate about their job. And Stephanie George is one of those, the Wyndham School District Teacher of the Year, Copanero's teacher in English at North Wyndham School. Stephanie, congratulations on that award, and keep up the good work. Thanks for joining Thank us Thank you. This I appreciate it. Stephanie George, our guest on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.